Welcome back to the How to Podcast step-by-step course from Podcast Fast Track. It is time to start doing some stinking recording. Are you ready? (laughs) We're going to talk about what it's like to record, what you need to be mindful of, and how to do it in a way that'll come across professional, like you want your show to be. Let's dive into this module of the course. Okay, we're back for the next module of the How to Podcast Step-by-Step Course by Podcast Fast Track. Are you ready to go? We're finally there. It's time to start recording. I want to give you some tips for how to get the best recording. All right, so first of all, you want to be in the right environment. Now, let's talk some about what that means. Look at these two pictures. You see the one on the left looks like an office environment of some sort. They got some cool little spandex looking things on the ceiling. I don't know exactly what that's all about, but it looks kind of like an office. And on the right-hand side is a closet. Here's my opinion of these two environments. The office is bad and the closet is actually good. And let me tell you a little bit of why that is. In the office, you have a lot of hard surfaces. You notice the hardwood floor, the hard counter, the walls, there's very little on them. It's kind of a large room as well. So you're going to get what we call room echo when you record in there. It doesn't matter how close you are to the microphone. It doesn't even matter how good of a microphone you have. You're going to get room echo. And it's going to be coming into that microphone and making the speaker sound hollow and big in a bad way. You know, echoey kind of big. And you don't want that. Now, on the right is a closet. Now, imagine if that little chest at the end of the closet was replaced by a table with your computer and your podcasting equipment, you would be surprised how good of an environment this is. First of all, you have a smaller sized room. You have carpeting on the floor, so it's absorbing some sound instead of letting it echo around. And you've got all this material from the clothing that is going to absorb sound as well. My very first podcast studio that I created was in my walk-in closet at the previous house where we lived. And it was the best recordings I've ever gotten. I never matched it yet. Even what I'm doing right now is not as good. So you have to keep in mind the right environment. It doesn't have to be some professional looking thing. Some of the best audio around comes from a closet. You can also change your environment. Now you see here, I've got a YouTube video embedded in my presentation here. And it's by this guy, Joe. And he creates this DIY portable sound booth for his microphone. And it really is a pretty cool video because he spends like 25 bucks from Ikea and some other foam stuff. He records before in his room what it sounds like. And then he creates this thing, puts his microphone inside and records the after results. And you will be amazed the kind of difference he gets. This could be used with any kind of microphone that you're able to get inside of a little box like what he demonstrates here. Now, the mic he's using is a Blue Yeti, which I told you already I would never recommend to somebody. But if you want to watch Joe's little tutorial, it's well worth it. It's very educational. You can see it at podcastfasttrack.com slash vocal booth. That will take you right to his tutorial on YouTube. All right. Now, there's other ways you can change your environment. I have done an entire podcast episode on this, Better Podcast Audio from a Bad Room. And you can find it at podcastfasttrack.com slash 19. And I went through a whole list of things that you can do to make the room you're in better. If it's the only room you have, 
Let's do what we can to make it better. And here's some of the things that I talked about in that particular episode. First of all, do what you can to cover the floor with carpet of some sort. Even area rugs are better than nothing. You want to absorb the sound that normally would bounce off of that hard surface. You also can benefit by having cushy, big, puffy furniture in the room. As much of it as is feasible. I'm not saying you cram your room full like a youth group room at church, you know, with all these old couches. But what I am saying is if your room has softer things in it, those softer things will absorb sound. And furniture, like this couch, lovely pattern, huh? Are part of what will do that. And then finally, one of the things I mentioned is put curtains on your windows. Even sheer curtains like these will cut back on the sound that bounces off the hard surface of the window or even gets caught in the window sill area and kind of echoes around and comes back out. You don't want that, all right? So you can change your environment. Some of the best ways to do that are in that episode. So I'm going to go back to that and show it to you. It's episode 19, all right? I'm going to go forward to the next slide. And let's talk a little bit about headphones. You see people on television and on radio using headphones all the time. There is a reason they use headphones. And let me explain to you in podcasting why headphones are particularly important. Let's say you're doing a conversation. So you have a guest on the line and that guest is speaking to you across, say, clean feed is what you're using. And you are listening to that guest through the speakers on your computer, not through headphones or through earbuds. All right. This applies to earbuds as well. You're listening straight from the speakers on your computer. Now, this obviously is not a computer speaker, but for purposes of illustration, it will do. Okay. So what's happening there is yes, you're hearing it as it comes out of the speaker, but so is your microphone. Even if you have a dynamic microphone, like I've recommended, you're going to be picking up some of the volume that comes out of that speaker, especially if that volume is turned up pretty loud. And then what happens is it goes from your microphone into your recording. See it following down the cable there. It's going into your recording. So you're not just recording your guest in their particular channel on clean feed. That would be no problem because you have the clean feed recording. That's going to be a great recording. But in this case, your side of the recording is going to have their voice kind of echoey in the background when you're not talking. And that can be fixed in most cases, but it's an editing nightmare. It can cause all kinds of trouble. And in the cases when it can't be fixed, sometimes it'll just ruin the entire audio. So rather than do that, get some headphones or earbuds and wear them while you're recording. That way you're listening to your guest through this enclosed speaker system, headphones or earbuds, and your microphone is not able to pick up that sound. Unless you don't do this, you need to keep the volume on your headphones low because think about it, your head is fairly close to that microphone. And if you have the volume up loud, you're going to have the exact same problem as this. Okay. You don't want that. So headphones, it's a simple fix. Headphones or earbuds. It doesn't have to be headphones. Just keep the volume low when you use them. Okay. Let me give you some speaking tips for podcast recording. Now, regardless of what your politics are, it can be argued that Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton, who's retired now, was a very good public speaker. And I would tend to agree with that. He could be persuasive and quite 
gripping in the way he spoke at times. Some of the reasons for that are some of the same reasons that make a good podcast recording. First of all, slow down. Just take your time. You don't have to be in a hurry. You don't have to get all excitable and rush things together. Just slow down. And as you give yourself permission to slow down, you'll find yourself being able to think a little more clearly. You'll be able to put together phrases and thoughts a lot more easily because you're not feeling the nervousness of being rushed. So just intentionally practice slowing down as you speak. As I'm talking to you right now, it's reminding me, I tend to talk fast. Slow down, dude. No problem. Okay, the next one, pause as needed. Okay, now most podcasters are going to be doing some kind of editing after they finish. So let's take a scenario. Say you're doing a solo episode where you're doing some kind of coaching on a particular topic or instruction about internet marketing or something like that. If you haven't written yourself a real clear outline, but you know the subject matter backwards and forwards, you may be able just to speak into the microphone and say it straight out of your head. But there will still be times when you need to gather your thoughts before you keep speaking. Well, you're going to be doing editing anyway, so just pause as needed. Collect your thoughts and then remember how you ended that last sentence in terms of tone and in terms of pacing and pick back up in the same tone, in the same pacing. That way you're able to edit out the silence in between with a little bit of gap in between and it sounds totally natural and nobody knows you did an edit. Now, if you're using an editing team like the team at Podcast Fast Track, you can do this and then you can even speak directly to your editor in the recording. You know, one of our editors is named Michael. You could just say, hey, Michael, I'm going to cut that last sentence and I'm going to start over. And then you leave a little bit of gap of silence. And you say the line again. You see, a Michael is listening to your episode second by second to do his edits anyway. You're able to give him direct instructions on what you needed. That's really a great benefit that people don't often think of when they're working with an audio editor. You also want to speak in normal volume. It doesn't mean you can't have inflection and you can't have rising and falling in the volume of your voice, but it does mean you don't want to talk extra loud and you don't want to talk extra quiet. For some reason, people get in front of a microphone and they get timid sometimes, or others feel like they have to get right next to the microphone and speak really loud. You know, a microphone is not a person who's hard of hearing. <laughs> a microphone will pick up your voice when you speak normally. So just remember that as a speaking tip. Speak normally as you're speaking. Also, don't be afraid to be expressive. I hope you've heard in my teaching here in this podcast course, I don't have any problem being expressive. It's just the way I talk. And you should be expressive too, because it's going to create a more engaging episode for your listeners. And that's what you want. You want listeners who come back to your show because you're easy to listen to and you're actually fun to listen to. So make sure that you're as expressive as you normally are. Don't put on extra expression if it's just not you. Just be yourself. Don't worry about putting on a radio voice. Don't worry about being some kind of presenter. Just be yourself. Authenticity goes a long way in attracting listeners and in building trust with your audience. Now, let me give you some tips on microphone technique. That may be a phrase that you're not familiar with, but it has to do with how you use the microphone and the placement of the microphone and those kinds of things. Now, I mentioned earlier 
a recommended piece of equipment is a boom arm for your microphone. A boom arm is great in a couple of ways. First of all, it enables you to connect your microphone to your tabletop or wherever, kind of away from where you are. So you're not in danger of banging into it or anything like that. My boom arm base right now is about a foot and a half to the right of me. And my boom arm is able to reach over to where I'm seated and I'm able to speak into the microphone naturally. The boom arm also will get that mic kind of out of your way. You can just have it up near your head and you don't have to move your microphone back and forth when you move. The, the mic is just kind of there near you and it makes for a great way to do your recordings. Now, here's some actual tips for microphone technique. You see this kid right here, okay? It's kind of a funny picture. But first of all, you want to be six-ish inches away from that microphone, about six inches. This kid is probably right about at six inches. He's speaking through what's called a pop filter, which catches the P's and the S's. Some people like pop filters. I don't necessarily use one because I have one of those little foam covers on my microphone. You've probably seen that in the first video. I have that little foam cover on there and it basically serves like the pop filter would. And it cuts out a lot of those P's and S's and sometimes K's, the things that can be kind of harsh on the ears if you're wearing earbuds or stuff. So you want to be about six inches away from that microphone. Next, you want to maintain that distance. Don't let yourself weave back and forth as you're talking. I mean, maybe you're a person who talks with your hands. And when you do that, it makes your body kind of move back and forth. And some people will actually lean back in their chair while they're talking. Well, if you keep in mind, that is actually moving your mouth an additional five to six to eight inches away from the mic. Here, let me demonstrate. Right now, I'm about that six inches that I told you from the microphone, but now I'm going to lean back in my chair. And as I'm leaning back, I'm sure you're able to hear a difference in the way my voice sounds. I'm leaning back, relaxing, just having a good conversation, but I'm not being mindful of my listeners. So I want to maintain that distance from the microphone. See, I've moved back now, so it should sound better. Maintain that distance. Be mindful of it. These are just things you need to learn to think of as you're doing your podcasting. Next, no bumping allowed. Don't bump your desk. Don't bump your microphone. Don't tap on the desk with your fingers. Don't work out a beat with a pencil while you're talking. Keep your hands as still as you can, unless you're one of those people that talks with your hands. Then you have to kind of arrange your microphone so you're not going to bang it when you're, when you're expressing yourself. So no bumping. You know, bumping can make all kinds of problems for editing and make it a very unpleasant experience. I mean, just imagine yourself with earbuds in, you're on the treadmill, you're listening to your favorite podcast, and suddenly there's this sharp bump that causes clipping on your track and air, and it can actually hurt your ears. So be careful, no bumping allowed. Next, breathe evenly. Along with the pauses that you're able to take, take pauses to breathe. Don't get real close to the mic and breathe heavily, but also don't breathe shallow because then you're going to run out of breath because remember speaking requires breath so breathe evenly trying to remember to take breaths when you need them slow down your speaking will help with that just breathe evenly and then finally this little trick i'm about to show you a picture of myself as i'm recording one of my podcast episodes and you see where i have the microphone positioned i have it kind of pointed toward what is that my eyebrow it's not right in front of my mouth. It's not even on the same level as my mouth, but it's still about six inches away. And what I'm doing here is I'm letting my voice go past the microphone rather than directly into it. 
And what that does is the microphone picks up my voice, but it misses a lot of the breaths and a lot of the pops and a lot of the S's. It just, they just can't get into the microphone because the microphone is not right in front of my mouth. So this is just a little tip for placement of your microphone that can actually help you tremendously. All right, now let's talk about this whole thing, new skills training. Remember, anytime you learn a new skill, no matter what it is, it takes some time, doesn't it? You've got to invest the time. And I want to encourage you as you start recording, look at it as that sort of a situation where you are learning new skills and you're wanting to get very proficient at those new skills. So here's some some things I would recommend. First of all, record three to five episodes, just right off the bat, just record them one after another. As you're getting used to your equipment, you're getting used to these techniques I'm teaching you, you're getting used to everything. Then put them together with your editing software. Do whatever it is you're going to do every single time on all three to five of those episodes. You're doing this for practice and for skills development. And then here's the last piece that I would tell you to do on this new skills training. And that is throw those three to five episodes away. (laughs) You may think that's really funny, but you don't usually put out your practice for other people to listen to. You can on podcasting. And to be honest, I did my first couple of episodes. I just put them out there. I just started doing it. And if you think you're in danger of procrastinating and never doing this thing, then ignore this section and don't throw them away. Go ahead and use them. But the reason I say this is because you need the practice and you need that repetition to just kind of get used to the feeling of speaking into a microphone and speaking when you know an audience is likely going to be listening. You need to get used to that. And once you're used to it, say you do three episodes, you record them, you edit them, and you throw them away. I can guarantee you, your fourth, fifth, and sixth, which actually are going to be the first ones you publish, are going to be much better. Now, one last thing. Well, I don't know that it's the last thing. I don't remember everything that's in this particular module. But you also need to consider, do you need music of any kind? I have an episode there at podcastfasttrack.com slash 32 that gives you quite a number of ways to find free or pod safe music. Pod safe just means it's safe to use on a podcast. You're not going to get into any kind of legal trouble by using it. Now, let me answer just a often asked question here. Can you just take your favorite tune off your latest album that you purchased and use it for the intro on your podcast? The answer is definitively no. No portion of it can you use. You're asking for a lawsuit and someday it's going to happen because there are podcasters who do exactly that and they're going to get in trouble. If you need music, make sure you're using resources that are safe to use. There is also the option of finding a composer who will compose you something original because the resources I share on episode 32 are resources anybody can access and you may actually choose a piece of music that you then will hear on another podcast. So if you want music that's unique to your show, that can be done. I have some contractors who work for us at Podcast Fast Track periodically who will create you music that's unique and gives you the right to use it alone. If you want to know more about that, please contact me, Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y, at podcastfasttrack.com, and I will give you the details on how much that costs and how we go about getting that music created for you. You also need to ask yourself, do you need a jingle or do you need some sort of transition music? If you do, episode 32 has some resources you can use to get those jingles made. 
Also, do you need effects, sound effects, all those kinds of things? You can find that again on episode 32. Now, as you continue your recording journey, here is where we actually begin doing the recording. Do you remember this picture from one of our previous modules? It's that bullet point list you created when you started figuring out what it was you were going to broadcast on your podcast. This bullet point list comes in here. You need to set aside some extra time because remember, you're a novice at this and you're just starting out. It's going to take you some time and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to stumble. That's just part of the process. So please expect that and get used to it. But then just start at the top of your bullet list and begin recording about that first topic you wrote down and the three subpoints underneath it. You may actually find yourself doing very well on that first episode because it's hopefully content you know a lot about. But you may also find yourself saying, eh, that wasn't bad, but it was rough. I think I could articulate that better. And you may want to do it again. Great. Just delete it and do it again. But start at the top of that list and begin working yourself down the list sequentially, episode after episode after episode. If you have some guest interviews in there, then schedule those appointments. Reach out to those guests. Figure out how you're going to do the recording. Start doing the work. This is where you begin recording. This is where your podcast is going to begin, is with the actual act of recording. And some of you may discover as you're doing this, man, I hate this. I just hate this. I hate having to sit down and just talk. I hate having to know all the minutiae of how to record it. I just hate it. I just hate it. You know, some people discover that after they begin podcasting and they realize this just isn't my thing. I guess I like to write more or I like to create uh, infographics more or whatever. Podcasting is not for everybody. So that's why you want to start recording before you even pay anybody to help you with this stuff, because you want to make sure this is for you. I always recommend a concept I call batch recording, which is to record four or five episodes in one sitting, in one sitting. So you have to Schedule out the time. You have to set aside half a day, whatever it is you're going to do. Getting up early in the morning. I have a recent podcast episode about that. I don't know exactly the number, but it's probably around episode 81 or 82 about getting up early to find more time to podcast. You can make it happen. You can batch record. And what it does is it enables you to get ahead quickly with the number of episodes you have available. And it helps you to always have fresh content available in the hopper. Batch recording is a great practice. You also want to save in MP3 format. When you're all finished, you want to export it to an MP3 format. That's what iTunes needs to pull from on your media host. That's what most media hosts will want you to upload to their service. MP3 format is a compressed format that's easy to stream. It's easy for people to download. It's what you need to do. So export to an MP3 format after you're done recording. And there are all kinds of little tricks you can do for the organization of your files, backing them up, all that kind of stuff. You really want to create a system that makes sense for you. The way that I do it is, well, heck, why don't I just show you how I do it? I'm going to bust out of my screen flow here. I didn't mean to do this, but this is what I'm going to do because it's my show. All right. Here is one of my Windows folders. I have a Dropbox folder here. This is my podcast fast track team folder, but my shows are inside of here. Okay. So I'm going to open them up. You see all of our clients and shows are here. I'm going to go to podcastification. And these are the folders I have inside that thing. Client audio is my raw audio. 
that I have recorded. If I open it up, you see episode numbers, dates. If there's a guest or a topic, I've put that on there as well. One glance at this helps me stay focused and clear on what it is that I'm doing. So you see, that's all inside my client audio folder here. Going back, you see the common elements folder. This is things like intros, outros, mid-roll, ads, uh, different sound effects that I use fairly often. They're all in there. I have my final audio. After I have recorded it and processed it, I toss it in here. That's the final audio. Any images that I've created are in here. And then PFT admin, that's for my team. If the podcast fast track team needs to do anything for me that has to do with administrative stuff, it goes in there. And then I've got a folder of sound effects. This is just because I like sound effects now and then, and I've collected a bunch throughout the years. But you see the point. You have to be organized somehow so you don't lose things. You don't misplace things. And that episode you spent so much time recording, you realize you just, you can't find it anymore because you don't remember where you put it on your computer. So you don't want to do that. So that's the end of this section on how to record. You should be able to start recording now. So find your assignment for this module, get started and start cranking out some episodes. And don't forget, throw away those first two or three. You'll be glad. You have been listening to the audio version of a video course. How's that for confusing? But you can get the video course and all the downloadable action sheets to help you get started on your own podcasting journey at podcastfasttrack.com slash podcast course.